0: Good afternoon, welcome to the Weekly Take with your host, Johnny Phillips, alongside Sean Clappis via WhatsApp on the Young News Podcast Network here on a Tuesday, June 9th, 2020, sharing with you our thoughts on current events. And I'd like to begin today, Sean, with trying to find out where the left and right went wrong. And part of my concern, part of my problem is that we no longer seem to define or it no longer matters what's left and what's right, what's up and what's down. That all of these terms, conservatism, liberalism, that you hear in the news, fascism, communism, we are not defining these terms, we are not taking the time to really investigate what these terms mean, and as a result, everything becomes mixed up, everything, what's up becomes down, what's down becomes up, Conservatism no longer is conservatism. Liberalism is no longer conservative liberalism. Uh, Left, way left, right, way left. I'm just, I take all of these terms, Sean, and I realize that trying to make sense of what is going on and using these terms is problematic. And part of the fact is that we don't define these terms, we just use them in our newspapers, on the radio, on TV and I think this is bringing about tremendous confusion when a person is trying to find out individually what they truly believe and where they fit on the spectrum. And so with that said, Sean, kind of breaking down ideologies, the definition of ideologies and the problem we face today with accurately defining where people fit. On the political spectrum, I'd like to pass the invisible microphone over to you. Good morning, Sean. Good afternoon, good, I'll spend. Let's good, go.
1: Good morning. Good, good afternoon. We're we're good here. We're, the, the weather's gorgeous, and uh, and you can you can smell the coronavirus in the air. It's, it's a lovely, <laughs> lovely day. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So this is this is great because and I want you know I, I want to set up the framework of this discussion because it's really pertinent to what's going on in America right now in terms of. And I'm sure if anybody listens, they'll they'll uh, I'm sure they're more than a little bit confused about where their politics are currently right now, because if anybody has ever done any political study of political theory, then they'll understand that left and liberal are not the same thing and conservative and Republican are not the same thing either. They exist on different axes, right? You can have you can be very much an authoritarian. And for a lot and, and very much about control and policing, but you, but you can, but like on the other side of the spectrum, you can be very far left. Like you, you can be for a lot of social issues and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, I don't know, equality issues, yep. things like that. And then you could be, you know, on the other, you could be on the other end of the spectrum where you'd be totally libertarian, but, uh, where meaning like, you know, let everyone just do what they want to do. The, the government does not. Uh, uh just does not interfere in, any, in anyone's lives but everyone has the ability to do what they want to do if you you might be very like um uh, uh uh culturally conservative like you say oh you know i'm a I'm a uh devout religious person and I don't believe that I don't believe in drug use or I don't believe in gay marriage or I don't believe in any this stuff but however if you're very much libertarian you say okay well, my personal values have no bearing on what you want to do with your life. You, if you want to be gay, if you want to, if you want to do this, you want to do that fine by me, you know, that's, that's your life. Right. And so I think when people see these, these types, the kind of opposite just juxtapositions where you have a hardcore authoritarian leftist and a hardcore libertarian right winger, they, 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 their brain kind of like Short circuits. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand. This doesn't follow the uh, the uh, the uh, the narrative that I've been told. Yep. and uh, and I think it's important that people understand that these these left and liberal. Are different they exist on different axes yes. and and the same thing with right and conservative so yeah. I, I think it's important for people to to understand that it's kind of like an X Y axis yeah so what did you want to add anything to that? no
0: I think it's, it's it's a very good point I like how you said people are concerned are confused about this narrative because part of the narrative that I was given when I was a teacher I was given this sheet and it was a really stupid sheet and I'm sorry it was really dumb because part <laughs> of the part of the class that wanted to be discussed and this came from obviously the history department where I was given the sheet, and the whole discussion was on how to find out your political ideology. Okay, and and I'm looking at the sheet, and it says, okay, on one hand, if you like big government military spending, you're considered right. But if you like uh-huh. big government social spending, you're considered left. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what happens if you're a kid and you're just like, I actually don't want any government. Okay. But you're but you're forced to pick a side here. You know what I mean? Where like really ultimately, this sheet that I was given, the biggest concern and criticism I had was that you just picked and choose big government things and put them radically on the right and radically on the left what we should have had as kids and what we should have had as teachers was the sheet that said look here's the deal government a force for good a force for evil and, and essentially say look do we want more government and this is what we're going to be looking at and have communism fascism on one side radically on one side right with authoritarianism okay mm-hmm. and then we have more anarchy Okay, and then maybe more moderate on the other side would be like libertarian and then maybe classical liberal and then liberal and mm-hmm. conservative. Okay, this is kind of the sheet that I was expected to be given by someone who was older yeah. than me. Okay, at the history department in which I was trying to explain to kids how you can find your ideology. And I think part of the problem was and it doesn't surprise me that the same sheet was given to me from someone who represented the history department. From someone who is employed just like myself at a public school that obviously relies on government taxpayer money. Government money. Yeah, so like if I start putting the two together, I'm like, okay, this kind of makes sense. This was probably taken from a book in which the government wants to kind of tell us, in which if we're right, we're we're for big government, and if we're for the left, we're for big government, we're just for different things. And then I kind of said, okay, maybe this is just a, a spectrum. Maybe this is just a, you know, in a book. But then I said, holy shoot. I said, you know, I'm looking at Congress, and I'm like, here you go. You have some people called, claim to be conservatives. They want to conserve, okay? They don't trust big government. Unless they have boots. Unless mm-hmm. they have guns. Because if they have guns and they're overseas and they have boots, well, then we trust them and they can do no wrong. And they're incredibly efficient. And they use all our taxpayers' uh, taxpayer money perfectly. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then if you're on the left, okay, you have obviously... Anything that's spent domestically is done the right way. Um, and, and the fact is that they are very anti- they're, they're they're they believe that the government can be incredibly efficient domestically, but as soon as we take our money, we put it overseas, it's completely inefficient, it's evil, it's ruthless, it's you know criminal. Okay? Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. both of you guys are being hypocritical here. And I think this has right. happened year, year, year after year, where this hypocrisy is just kind of built to a point now which, you know, Sean, I'm looking at the situation. And we're using terms like left-wing and this. And generally, I would say we still understand. I would say liberal. We're using the words liberal. And I think that's the word that's being abused the most. I think it's fair to say that there's still far left and far right. I think you can use those two terms. But when people Mm -hmm. say the word liberal and conservative, look, one of the reasons I was so attractive to liberalism, okay, I'll tell you the truth, Sean, is because it seemed to me that they had a very good, they were very critical of our military overseas and the job that they were doing and what they were asked to do and required to do and how this was kind of a bit of a military industrial complex situation, okay? And I believe liberalism liberalism did a great job at kind of critiquing this. The second thing is, is that it seemed to uphold civil liberties that when I look at the left and I look at liberals, I kind of feel like they were the ones that were kind of on the cutting edge. They were the ones that were not afraid of change. They were the ones that were a little bit more adventurous. They would take risks. Okay, all these great aspects of a human being that need to be kind of portrayed in our society. And I kind of say, man, these are two cool uh, characteristics of quote-unquote liberalism. Okay, and I don't see the quote-unquote, and again I say, I I say quote-unquote because I don't even, I don't consider them by definition to be liberal, but they still call themselves liberal. I don't see quote-unquote liberals still advocating for these two principles. Of being very wary of our government and our uh, adventures overseas with our military, and obviously being on the cutting edge of doing things different, of being open, of being open to change, of being open to conversation with people who are different than us. I, I just don't see it. I just want you to you know with, you know I don't know what you have to say about it, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's there's a, there's a lot to unpack there, and um, I I think you brought up a really good point when you said that uh, you know traditionally or on that very simplistic sheet of paper, it said, oh, you know, if you're militaristic, that's more right-wing or conservative. And I challenged them and say, okay, well, I guess that means that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, they're all considered right-wing conservatives now because they are, and, you know, along with George W. Bush, they're all kind of, they were all war hawks, you yeah. know, in their heyday. Yep. And I mean, this is the thing is like, and I remember when uh, when uh, uh, when Hillary was, was, uh, was running Back in 2016, I mean, it was like she was all, and then Obama and the Democrats in general—they were all for destabilizing the Middle East and, yeah. and 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 taking a We were, you know, we talked about this last time about yep, destabilizing the, Spring, the Middle yep. East and yeah, and the Arab Spring and and, and essentially arming rebels you know uh, uh, essentially i mean islamic fundamentalist rebels who they're going to turn right around and they're going to start killing westerners as soon as they have the chance yeah and so it's like okay these these are people who are kind of fomenting war and they're escalating war and they're contributing to the military industrial complex so you really have to change your views and and i would say there's a really good There's a really good uh, website. It's called, uh, I think it's called politicalcompass.com. And it's literally, you just fill out, you fill out a questionnaire. I don't know how many questions there are. I think they've expanded it, maybe like 30 or 40 questions, maybe more, 50 questions. And it gives you a nice idea of where you are on the political spectrum. There's an X-axis and there's a Y-axis. And the the, um, the, the axis that goes uh, left to right, I guess, it's for like... Kind of like being more if you're culturally more liberal or if you're culturally more conservative, and then the up-down axis. That's if you're more authoritarian or if you're more libertarian. If you want more government control or less government control, because that's really the axis that that's that kind of X Y axis is really how we have to look at things now, rather than just very simple two dimensional version. And here I'll give you another example. Here in Spain, I live here in Spain. If someone says when someone says they're a liberal spaniards they they hear that and they say oh okay that's that's free market that's free market economics because liberalism yeah because liberal which you know americans would consider oh that's like uh that's like conservative or right wing or something if you're if you're if you're for less government control less taxes which i am i you know i consider myself a liberal because I am for less control and i more autonomy for the individuals and for the market. Yeah. And that's, that's just based off of my, you know, I wasn't raised like that. That was just based off of what I've read about economics. I, yeah. I, I see, Oh, people do better. Societies do better when the government takes the boot off of their neck and lets them do. And, and corporations do better when there's more government controls. This Correct. is just, I mean, this is what I've, this is what I've read and what I've observed. Yeah. So I consider myself a liberal. And a lot of Spaniards would say, oh, well, you're you know, right-wing or whatever. It's like, okay, well, I mean, I'm for more freedom. I thought yeah. that's what liberalism was. So that's G- – I guess that's – so so yeah. different, there's different definitions of it everywhere. Yeah. And um, anyway, so and it's very clear to see. Spaniards would tell you, oh, yeah, liberal and left, they're very different things. Yeah. Very different things. Yeah. And I think Americans need to kind of understand where that comes from and what that – what that means yeah
0: yeah no it's a it's a good point and part of part of you are seeing what's going on today is an incredible you're seeing all this confusion kind of come to light amidst all of this very much civil unrest that's going (laughs) on in our society where or uncivil
1: unrest yeah (laughs) yeah so
0: i mean but but you have it because it, it you can just you can see the chaos that's taking place as a result of us not being patient yeah, We're no longer being patient, sitting down, breathing, thinking about what's going on, thinking about how and what I would say is the most important thing, which is defining our terms, okay? Mm-hmm. And part of an important – hold on one sec, sorry. No. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, part of the problem and part of the chaos that we see is because we're no longer defining terms. And I went over this last time with identifying a problem. Like if you want to take a term like black lives matter, okay, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a catch 22, but let's just say black lives matter. So I would assume looking at this phrase that, okay, you want black lives to matter. And it also is a bit of an assumption where, okay, clearly I'm assuming that right now when it comes down to specifically, uh, uh, specifically black men or black women, uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes down to them being shot by police, okay, Mm -hmm. that they don't matter, that black lives don't matter. Okay, understood. All right, so there's black lives matter. It's popular because a disproportionate amount of blacks are getting shot by police. Okay, why are they getting shot? Yeah. Let's go no, one I'm, more, let's go one more question. Now, if you uh, do John, that- John,
1: that's a, that's a problematic question. Yes, you don't want to go there. If you
0: do that with somebody who comes to you and says, would you like to support Black Lives Matter? And you ask them, okay, you're, you have a movement, you say Black Lives are not mattering right now, they don't matter when it comes down to yeah. them getting shot. Okay, that's what, can yeah. we break that down a little bit? Okay, why yeah. is that they're more disproportionately getting shot than say another race? The minute you bring in any conversation or any question Ooh. Let's just have a quick... Let's have a conversation, discussion. You're automatically hit with... You know, you're know, you automatically hit with either a racist, a bigot, oh, yeah. xenophobic, someone who's not sensitive to right. the concerns of this country, someone who is in denial of quote-unquote systemic racism, which we already went over mm-hmm. last show, I am. But this mm-hmm. is kind of the label and shut this guy off, shut this girl off. They have nothing important to say. And I read I wrote a great article, uh, read a great article in the Wall Street Journal, and it was not bad. It was an interview with a guy who does a lot of study of the Russian Revolution. And and here's the genius of their argument that they're making. People, let's say, right now representing Black Lives Matter. We stand on the side of justice. We stand for what is right. There, by definition, anything that you say that anything is contrary else. to us is wrong. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. therefore, Why would I even give you a chance to have a conversation and bring about your opinion? Because ultimately, I know that what you're doing is wrong. And anything that you say can only bring us farther from the truth, not closer to the truth.
1: Johnny, let let me jump in right there. There's a great James Baldwin quote. James Baldwin, one one of my favorite American writers, great black American writer from the 40s, 50s. He had a great quote. And it was, uh, if I can remember it correctly, if I'm paraphrasing, it's basically, you know, uh, he, there's no one more dangerous than he considers he who considers himself pure of heart, because his positions are are by definition unassailable. Mm. Basically, meaning like you, can, if you say if you convince yourself, oh well, I am pure of heart, I am on the side of good, then you could never conceive of anyone ever having an opinion other than yours that would be coming from a position of of compassion or mm. of righteousness right, right right and that that quote sticks with in out in my mind this is just james baldwin this is a this is a black man i i mean by many sources he was gay also you know he's okay. he's he was openly he was open well couldn't be openly gay you know this is a guy who was who was persecuted very much so and would and and this is you know incredible amount of wisdom coming from him in the wake of and i'm, and I'm thinking about this in the wake of Black Lives Matter and in the wake of violent riots and in the wake of 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 people asking or demanding that we defund the police. And and John, going back to the political spectrum, all of this is hardcore authoritarian, hardcore authoritarian, not not the police cracking down on protesters, people saying if you Okay saying your silence is is means that you are my enemy right if yes. you don't come out and verbally if you don't post a black square on black tuesday then you are an enemy right you yes. this, and this is you know you're either with us or against us and yep. this is the height of authoritarianism yep. and this is and people see this and they go oh but this is on the left though I don't understand if you're That's confused, part of confusion yes exactly if you're confused then you need to understand that there are more dimensions to the political spectrum right. than just left than just left right just liberal conservative and what we are seeing and i think what the average american is seeing and, and who has been seeing for the past few years has been this just radical just run to authoritarianism on the left this just and and it's you can you know um uh, uh, in, in Europe and in Russia, they understand it because it happened in the Russian Revolution, right? You yep. had this populist authoritarian left essentially with the Bolsheviks, and it led to p- uh, tens of millions of people dying. So they understand it. Americans don't really understand it because I don't think we've ever had a radical authoritarian left that was this vocal in America. It was yep. more. It was more. And like I said last week, you know, it's very easy to see the right wing racists, but it's a yep. lot harder to see and point out the left wing racists because. They're a lot better at hiding their racism and shrouding it in good deeds.
0: Well, and part of so. the, part of the reason they're so good at hiding is because they're hiding under an open and transparent name, liberal. Yeah, I think yeah. this is what a lot of liberals have to in America. Traditional liberals, I hate how to say, see now we have to say traditional liberals, classical liberals. They used to be just yeah. liberals, but we it's it's like people who are traditionally liberal, classical li, classically liberal. You know if. They, they haven't quite woken up that there is something on their side of the aisle that's growing and it's a cancer and it's a cancer of authoritarianism and someone and people and institutions that say very clearly, if you stand in our way, you are our enemy. If you think differently, you are our enemy. You are no longer considered, quote unquote, one
1: of us. Yeah, yeah. And I think... And John, le- let let me actually jump in right there, sorry to cut you off. But you but you bring up a great point because I growing up I always saw the Republicans as being kind of a monolith and being, oh well they all believe the same thing. You know, they're all about God and guns and military and, you know, lust taxes and blah blah blah. I, I basically saw the Republicans as being kind of a having a very short list of bullet points that they believe. And then I saw the Democrats as being, oh well, you know, very diverse and But actually now i get older i see oh well the democrats are only really diverse in 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 what what they look like you know and and i mean not not to say that the republicans are not diverse there's plenty actually i mean if anybody wants to do some research the first black people in congress were republicans so let's let's just let's before we before anyone jumps on and says well the republicans are all white old men i mean way it's a lot more diverse than you think it is but republicans especially in the past few years you see that their their ide- ideology and their ideas are a lot more diverse than the democrats are these yep. days you have tea party republicans you have the old gu- you know you have the old guard Mitch rockefeller Ricardo republicans, republicans. Yep. Yeah, you have the neocons. You have all these different factions, and, and it's like, and then, and then, you know, a lot of them. I don't know. It's just like it seems like a lot more dynamic. A lot, I think you, you know, you have the young, young up and coming Republicans, guys like Dan Crenshaw. You have uh, Rand Paul, who's like a libertarian, Milton Friedman style uh, yeah. uh, uh, conservative, and it's like, oh wow, you have all these people who are really like they, they're really diverse in their in their ideas. But then you look over the Democrats, and what do you have? You have you have either corporate authoritarian hillary clinton style democrats or you have the ilhan omar ocasio-cortez style democrats who are who are minorities and they are pushing this really hardcore left left left-wing narrative and that's really it there's no there's not there's not really any i mean i I don't maybe maybe there are like other democrats in in the in the congress but they're they're keeping quiet they're keeping quiet you know well and that and that's the
0: thing you need like You know, what I liked about what happened with the Republican Party after they lost to President Obama was you had a wing of the Republicans that said, we're really not conservative and we're not holding our leadership accountable. I remember when guys like Rand Paul and Ted Cruz, who wouldn't attack Democrats, they were attacking their own leadership. Yeah, and yeah. saying we stand on conservative principles and conservative values and we want mm-hmm. you to be held accountable to those values okay and it was a well, very Jen, you, but you see
1: you see Mitt, you see Mitt romney marching with uh, black lives matter protesters in, in <sighs> dc and it's like yeah would, i don't know would that happen on the uh, on the other side yeah, like, exactly the democrats march no i think with a, i mean even a guy like
0: trump trump was a tradition he was a democrat his entire life okay oh, we're, yeah. we're like everyone's glossing over the fact that he's a, and he's governed like a moderate and i can point to Policy after policy in which he's governed like a moderate any day of the week. Okay, he is a a moderate who poses himself as a radical to troll the left into pretty much eating themselves. Okay, uh, that is essentially what his strategy is politically. Okay, and he's very media savvy and he knows how to get the headlines, he's been doing this his whole Mm -hmm. life. But you know, could you imagine, Sean, (laughs) someone on? Could you imagine, really, today, someone who was a traditional, who was a lifelong Republican their entire life, now all of a sudden jump into the Democratic Party and be embraced for offering something new, different, a little bit of more change to kind of stir things up a little bit? I can't imagine that happening. No, I them. can't.
1: I can't see that either. You know,
0: <laughs> um, and 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 it's it, it's really sad, and I think it's unfortunate. But again, I think. We shouldn't be so surprised. I, I, I have to say there's a great quote. It was in an article uh, written. It, the article I was referring to, Sean, was called Violent Protests in the Intelligis- uh, Intelli- Intelligentsia. And it was pretty he much means- a guy named scholar Gary, Jaw- uh, Gary Saul Morrison sees disturbing parallels between Russia before the revolution and contemporary America. It is a great article. It talks about yeah, some of the it parallels. To send it to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will. And it talks about just some of the parallels that's going on leading up to the revolution, some of the things that we should just be aware of. He's not saying doom and gloom that Lenin's going to come and in the form of somebody else, uh, like the Tsar family, assassinate the president and all his family, and all of a sudden we'll be in revolution and people will be... No, he's just saying that in terms of ideologies, in terms of how our country is functioning today, we should look at some of the things that brought brought Russia a lot of problems and see some of the things that may be or continuing to bring us a lot of problems. And so there's a quote in here. He says, "Ready for this?" Mm-hmm. He said, uh, uh, "He said, um, I want to get one. I want to paraphrase this right. Okay, ready?" I, he says, "He used to say this in a classroom. I used to get a laugh from students by quoting a Soviet citizen I talked to once. Ready for this?" Yeah. He said to me, "Of course we have freedom of speech. We just don't allow people to lie." <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, that, that really. Stuck with me. Of course we have freedom of speech. Yeah. We just don't allow people to lie. And the way I see this is America still stands for freedom and liberal ideas and liberal values. We just don't allow people with a different we, opinion on freedom and, to speak.
1: And and John, and that's you hit the nail on the head there because you can look at the actions of Jack Dorsey at Twitter, you can look at Zuckerberg. At Facebook, you can look at YouTube. You can look at how much that they how how much that they have done to try to de-platform anyone who goes against the narrative, which is their narrative, which is a left wing woke narrative. Uh, Like, and I'm not I'm not trying to be an ideologue here. That's just what it is. I'm saying, like guys like Tim Pool who's who's very much i mean he's he, he for a long time longest time he considered himself like an anarchist leftist liberal essentially right like yep. he wanted he wanted kind of a kind of a equality he, he believed in kind of like an egalitarian society where everyone kind of gets along and it's like he because he criticizes the woke narrative he gets t- i mean constantly is getting harassed and deplatformed on trying to to get deplatformed on uh on youtube like you, you have to search for him he doesn't show up in the youtube algorithm like no. in the, they you know it's same thing i mean stephen crowder right there he, and he's a conservative he went after Carlos maza who's a vox guy and all he did was he just made i mean he just made jokes about it made fun of him and maza just after after maza was like just relentlessly making fun of crowder and it's like oh okay so crowder hits back and then And YouTube almost strikes his account down and he gets absolutely ripped. So it's like, this is not fair. You know, you should let listen. I mean, like, I believe in freedom of speech. That means allowing speech that you don't like. And what was so telling about that Soviet quote is like, oh, yeah, of course we believe in freedom of speech, as long as it's speech that I agree with. Yeah. As long as it and this is this kind of absolutist mentality, which we've been seeing from the left, which is not liberal, not at all liberal, because liberal means open minded means you 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 are willing to accept that there are people out there who you disagree with and you want to live peacefully and yep. and and openly with them right yep. but instead we have this kind of militant ideology where oh no we we are the oppressed they are the oppressors the, these are our demands and this is this is the ideology that you must adhere to you can't say these words this is problematic you if you do here are, here are all of the genders that uh, people people can uh, choose to be now even though there's no scientific yep. uh, data behind it it's yep. all just feelings so and it's like if you go against any you know if you go against any of that yep. they dox you they try to get you fired Yep. and so it's a you know I think Americans are it's becoming it's more mainstream now. It was yep. kind of coming bubbling up, but it, uh, it, you know if you paid attention to like Reddit and YouTube, like I'm I'm a big YouTube consumer, so I'm I, and I really try to pay attention to what's going on politically, and YouTube's a great way to do it because it's not you know if you filter yourself through all the corporate garbage like yeah. you know late yep. late night uh, you know uh, yeah like late night talk show hosts and comedy central and cnn and fox news like all of that gets pushed up to the front all the corporate stuff Correct. but if you if you if you search around for like more independent voices then you really see what's going on Correct. and now that is becoming more mainstream so i think americans are seeing oh god left and liberal are not the same thing the, no. I, 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 regular americans who are democrat, voting democrat all their life they're going and and i guess i'm going to pivot here to the to the riots and the protests you know i saw a new york times op ed that was like oh yeah the democrats are going to have a or the republicans are have a, a reckoning in the fall and t- t- republicans should be terrified of these numbers and 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 i think regular democrats are saying oh, i don't know if i'm going to vote democrat like what, yeah. what? you know they they're saying that they will because they don't want to they don't want to get excommunicated from the from the mob essentially correct yeah right? well, and i think so, too
0: here's here's how i've looked at it I think if you're a Republican right now, the good news is, again, if you're on the, I don't wanna say pro-Trump, but if you want Trump to definitely get reelected, right? You're definitely in the camp of, I really want Trump to be elected, okay? And I think it's gonna make a real, real big impact on our country. Uh, The good news for you is that right now, if there are gonna be, let's say, very similar elections where people are showing up to the polls, where there's not a COVID-19 controversy, okay? And things are relatively similar to four years ago in terms of the process of voting, you're going to... Mm-hmm. The, the Trump's going to win. And he's going to win in pretty big numbers. Again, this is just my opinion. I've said it from last November. However, here's the bad news. Sean, there are a lot of people, in particular in this area of the country, okay? Very smart people. Uh, very good people. By far, just as Americans, and their work ethics and what they do is absolutely terrific. They, they've done so many good things. And the fact that... A lot of these same people don't seem to see hmm. the cancer that is growing hmm. on their side of the aisle because so much of their focus is on Trump. Yeah. Here's what I see as incredibly problematic. You ready? Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that if there was a huge push to illegitimately remove Donald Trump from office <laughs> before the election, Okay, I genuinely believe that the people that are, quote unquote, classical, traditional left liberals over the age of, let's say, 55, Mm -hmm. they would look the other way. Mm. And I I say this with all of my heart after having conversations with traditional liberal people, classical liberal people, their hatred for Trump, and they're focused solely on what is going on that he is doing, not necessarily on what's growing on their side of the aisle. I can tell you right now, one of the great concerns that people should have right now is a, in many ways, coup d'etat. You have a million man march on Washington. You bring up old videotape of Donald Trump saying something, of Donald Trump doing something. Any, as we see how emotional people can get over this videotape and not put it into perspective, let's say, with the Tony Timpa videotape, okay? And not right. saying, well, this cop was abusive to a black man, but we also have videotape of a very similar, almost identical situation, but it's a white man. So maybe it's not that everyone goes after black men. Maybe everyone mm-hmm. right now in the police force, they have some c- cruel, harsh ways of dealing with both white and both black men. But that's regardless of the point. You bring that up and you're you're, you're excommunicated from this country when i see what's going on with the hatred towards donald trump and with the ability and and with the truth sean might i add not only is their focus fo- fully on trump they don't believe he legitimately was elected mm. so you have a group of americans an incredibly important part of americans who have to be part of the coalition to keep this country alive and and, and you in and, and working together when you see them look at a situation in which Donald Trump is kind of, run, run uh, he, he's overtaken in Washington, D.C., has to get out of the city, okay, because of this million-man march. The reaction isn't what's happening to our republic. The reaction is, well, he wasn't really the legitimate president to begin with. So the illegitimate of Donald Trump, well, it's kind of even now. Number one, that would be a reaction. And I think the second reaction would be, Even though it was illegitimate, and he might have been our legitimate president, we can't take the chance. We couldn't really possibly take the chance of having him for four more years. And it's obviously not a good mark on our republic. It's not a good thing for American history. But it's certainly better for our history than to have him for four more years. What I'm trying to say, Sean, is that this voice is alive. And this is what people should be very skeptical of at the end of this summer Hmm. leading up to this election. Either if it's an audio tape, a videotape, a very well put together uh, group of people that say, this is how we're going to put pressure on Donald Trump before the elections to get him out of office. And I'm just mm. saying that we have to be aware of it. And most importantly, that you are not going to get the type of help and loyalty to keep this republic together in unison from these classical traditional liberals that are 55 plus. Hmm. So I gave so, you a lot to think about, but if you ask me my greatest thing that I'm looking at, I look at COVID-19. Hmm. I look at these riots. I look at both, both are are swarmed with lies and hypocrisy. And yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Is this kind of a, a first, start a virus, make it much more bigger than it really is. Second, start unrest much more bigger than it really is. Third, Look to remove a legitimate president because you say that is illegitimate and that is a threat to our humanity. Fourth, great excuse for the dollar to crash. See you later, uh, uh, see you later, U.S. dollar. Again, yeah. throwing a lot in there, but I want you to respond.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so in terms of saying like 55 and over uh, liberals, this is really interesting because I think there's an important demarcation here. I think that, and I see this, there's, I mean, there's something called TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. And I think that it specifically infects uh, baby boomers, uh, Democrat baby boomers, who are, who are pretty much retired. And like, for example, when COVID happened and the economy was shut down, the biggest shamers of the of the reopen protesters were those democrat baby boomers and you know why it's because they have money and they don't need they don't have jobs to go back to they don't have all their kids are grown up right and and i've, I've had several conversations with 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 lifelong democrat friends of mine you know like musicians and in, in the united states you know i'll tell you like a friend of mine who's a great musician in los angeles and i was messaging with her during the COVID thing about last month And, you know, she I've had discussions with her and she's a hardcore was hardcore like Hillary Clinton, you know, Hillary Clinton gal. She's a hardcore Democrat. And she's just like, I could hear the skepticism in her voice. And she's just like, yeah, like my mother doesn't understand. And and this girl's my age, maybe a couple years older than me. And she's got a son who's a year, year and a half old and with another one on the way. And she's like my mom doesn't understand, like, she wants the economy to stay closed, but I need, like, I need to get back to work and feed my son, and, like, my husband needs to get back to work, and so she was very much, like, very skeptical of the, of the, you know, Gavin Newsom's, she was in California, and it's like, she wanted the economy to reopen, and she was sympathizing with all the people who were saying, reopen the economy, and the fact that uh, Governor Whitmer in, uh, in, in Michigan, a Democratic governor, she went after like a barbershop owner in a little small town and like got had him arrested because he needed to friggin open his barbershop and get his business going again so it's like you know you have you have millennial age lifelong democrats who are around my age who, who are liberals and they're seeing this and like oh my god this is ridiculous this this we need to open the economy up this is disastrous you know like yeah. covid is not nearly not nearly as bad as this and then you have all of those the, the parents of those people who are like Trump is bad, Orange Man bad. We need to keep the economy closed. He's trying to kill Grandma. And the whole reason why they're doing this is because they don't have to worry about jobs because they're all retired, John. Yeah, they're all retired. Yeah, and so all they all they all they have to do they just sit at home all day and they watch CNN and they watch you know uh, Don Lemon and, and and Brian Stelter and all these talking heads who are literally just. They're just mouthpieces for the corporate Democrats, and and that's and that's who you're hearing. And you're not hearing the millennial age liberals who are like growing skeptical and going, "Oh my god!" And then at the same time, then you have all of these riots and everything. People who are living in suburbia, and you know, people who are, you have all these elitist liberals who are like, "Yeah, you know, riot, you know, right. looting isn't violence." Uh, uh uh looting isn't uh, 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 uh hunger and oppression that's violence blah 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 blah. meanwhile they're you know they're they're supporting all the vi- violent protesting and then what happens when the rioters spill into their neighborhoods you know yeah. like then they all of a sudden they change their tune yeah. so i think there's going to be kind of there's going to be kind of a demarcation among like you said the 55 plus democrats who have this trump derangement syndrome and younger people of my age and you know, i have talked with several of them I, you know a, a friend of ours who lives in chicago also lifelong de- liberal democrat she was saying like man the, the 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 mood is so weird and like and and, she, and this is her words and she's like you know i want to sympathize with like george floyd protesters but as soon as i open my mouth like i get screamed at for being a white woman like yeah. i i get shamed for being a white woman because i want to like say how can i help how can i help the black community and then she gets dog piled on so it's yeah. like the left is eating its own, and they're going to push reasonable people out. Yep. And where are they going to go? They're going to go to what is left, you know, yep. Trump, essentially. Yep.
0: Yep. So
1: that's what I, I thats what I think is going to happen. You're going to see all of these people who say Black Lives Matter and we support George Floyd, and then and then quietly they're going to go into the voting booth, and they're going to pull the lever for Donald Trump because, and this is, mind you, and this is where it gets really Really creepy and really, you know, 1984ish. Donald Trump supports the peaceful protests, and he support and he has said in his in his last speech, which everyone took out of context. He said equality needs to be exacted by the police, like the police. This needs to stop. What happened to George Floyd is horrible, and we need to come, come together. And you know what? Nobody quoted him on that. Yeah. Everyone quoted the next thing that he said, which is this is a great day for everybody. George Floyd would be looking down on us and smiling, right? Everyone took that and said, oh, Trump is an opportunist. He's talking about job numbers, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, no, no. Go back to the transcript. Yeah, yeah. Trump mentioned job numbers in a whole different part of the speech. Yeah, He was talking about, you know, he was talking about people coming together. And mind you, his campaign, or the, the his administration, they put out a video on Twitter in which they're like striking a conciliatory note, and they say we need le- less clenched fists and more open arms, and we need to come together peacefully and talk about you know the issues facing our country. This is the Trump administration saying this, and Twitter took the video down because of a, vo- a bogus like a uh, uh, violate. I think they claimed that there was like a song that was copyrighted in there. It's like yeah, you, you know what, you know why Twitter took that down yeah. because you can't ha- you can't keep the narrative going that Trump is an evil, vile racist. Correct. And at the, at the same time, he's saying we need to come together as Americans. We're all Americans. We need to peacefully demonstrate. And, and, and John, this is where you're seeing the the, the mainstream media just straight up lie. Yeah. Straight up lie, and it's like you can find the transcripts. You can watch the full unedited speeches of, of, of what Donald Trump is saying, and you go, "Oh wow, that's a lot different than what CNN is putting out there." The thirty second clips that CNN is putting out there, yeah. So no, it's, that, it's that's it's, what I. It's falling it's, apart. It, no, it's falling yeah, apart, yeah. And again,
0: if you wake up every day and you're only going to view something through the lens of Donald Trump, is a bad man or I want to wake up every day and find any piece of information and fit it into the narrative that this man's evil, That that mm-hmm. is essentially how you're going to do. That's essentially how you're going to live your life. And it's also even deeper yeah. than that. Like you said, if you wake up every day and you say, I know absolutely for sure that my opinion on Donald Trump is correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then why would I give other people a chance to speak about Donald Trump if it's mm. not about him being a negative force for this country. You see what I mean? And th- it's like, and and, and that's the why, minute and you say that I am absolutely certain that he's a negative force for this country, well then uh-huh. forget about it. Forget even having yeah, a conversation, you're, you're, then you're, you're right. Lost, then you're the idea of freedom cause. of speech is stupid. It gets in your way. Okay, of quote unquote progress. John, okay, it know, becomes it, something it, that obviously just, bothers you a lot.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, it, go ahead. it's just kind of like, you know, culturally we've kind of made this big shift where back in the George W. Bush days, when you had like, you know, Fox News was just kind of propping him up and supporting him. And you had all of these kind of like older 55 plus 60 plus uh, lifelong Republicans just going like, yeah, we're, you know, support W no matter what. Basically just following the Fox narrative. You have the exact same thing now happening on the other side of just of the same age, 55 plus year old lifelong Democrats just Paying attention to CNN and, and their horseshit that they're they're peddling, yeah. and they don't want to see any other point of view. So it's like you know culturally we've made these in- strange flips. It, it, it used to be that in the '90s liberals and lefties were defending freedom of speech, and they were saying you know about Eminem, and they were saying about all these you know rappers and Marilyn Manson and video games and writers that they can say what they want to say. They can say edgy things and violent things, and they it's and it's all it's um, you know, it's it's a it's commentary and it's satire and it's yep. and yep. it's yep. and it's it's the First Amendment, John. Yep. Where are those people now? Hollywood is the they're the first people to cut you down if you say something problematic, if you say right. something unwoke, unpolitically correct. It, they've made a one eighty essentially. They've yep. gone from being liberals to complete authoritarians.
0: Yeah. No, and, and that's but that's why I'm upset. That's what concerns me about the illegitimate removal of Trump because of the fact that, what I first do is say, when you say that illegitimate, oh, that'll never happen. Okay, let's break it down. It's not about net- will it not happen? The question is, whoever orchestrates it, will there be pushback? You know, see, any major event in history, in my opinion, the person who decides to take part in it, I don't care if it's D-Day, Uh, I don't care if it's the march on Washington. I don't care. Whatever it is, what people do is before this is done, they weigh the costs. They also look at leverage. They say, how much leverage do we have? Okay. And what I'm saying is the the question should not be, oh, it'll never happen. Donald Trump will never be chased out of office at the end of the summer. Okay. Mm. Well, you're assuming that because you think that there'll be enough uproar and that would that would drive enough Americans into a state of this is absolutely ridiculous. This is not what this country right. stands for. And the consequences right. of doing this and who is behind this movement is going to be severely punished. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. If, for okay. example, there is a wing of this country that is working to illegitimately remove him, and if they've already weighed the costs and they've realized, hey, look, there are a lot of these people in the, in the middle. A, they might be on the Republican side who actually would not mind at all to see Donald Trump gone from the Republican Party. And B, the classical liberals, baby boomer liberals, who honestly first don't recognize him as a legitimate president, but also might say removing him before elections might bring more stability than having him for another four years. If, if, If they know that for sure and that they can make this aggressive approach and to chase them out of office okay and they know that these people on the moderate sides won't necessarily stand up to them why not why not give it a shot so i do want i do but i i want you to be able to calm me down from actually thinking about this because i'm <laughs> okay. actually not i'm okay with that like i don't it's not that whether he gets elected or not in my opinion it's it's this is still going to be a very difficult four years so this isn't like me like oh my gosh we have to have donald trump as president that's not what i'm worried about i'm worried about if he's illegitimately removed from office, how that's going to spark a much
1: greater divide
0: in our country. That's my concern. Okay, so but I want you to I want so, you to chime so, so, in.
1: So let me let me let me kind of exercise some skepticism here. Go for it. Um the, the the powers that would would like to see Donald Trump be removed from office legitimately or illegitimately, Johnny, they've been trying to do it for the past three and a half years. Like if they couldn't have done it by now, then I don't think they're gonna be able to do it because what you're seeing is like when your opponent, if if you, if you are in you know in a fight, and you're you know it's like a it starts off as kind of a, a methodical boxing match or whatever, and the more you win and the and the more your opponent starts to tire themselves out, the more actually spastic and frantic they get, and they're breathing out of their mouth, and they're just make, taking wild haymakers, and they're just anything that can stick, they're just throwing it, and they're just that's it's the death rattle right you they that is before the enemy dies they're at their loudest right they're 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 at their it's the kamikaze charge is what's happening and i think that's what's happening with the people who are who are trying their absolute darndest to get donald trump out of office every since the beginning and and this is the thing johnny i say this as not a personal fan of donald trump right but i see people saying Donald Trump has been dividing us for the past four years. And I want to jump in and say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Donald Trump is for sure a loud bully. And he's, he's a loud mouth and he's a jerk. Absolutely. And he flames people on Twitter. However, there, I mean, there's a certain amount of playfulness and joking, jokingness and irreverence there, which is, if you, if you don't understand it, then I don't think you'll understand it. But the mainstream media and the cultural elites they have been f- far more culpable in, in dividing the American people for the past four, five years A- I mean, and really ramped it up in the past, in the past three, you know, since, since 2016. Every single... I mean, the news cycle has been dominated by Donald, Donald Trump and n- not one positive story about him unless, you know, yeah. you're paying attention to Fox News and that's really kind of 50-50, to be honest. Yeah. So it's like... And then you know you you look at just the, the cultural narrative. Look at New York Times. They ran when Kavanaugh was when the Kavanaugh hearings were happening. Uh, the New York Times ran 300 pieces. I, I did I, I looked this up. New York Times ran 300 pieces about Kavanaugh and and the allegations of Christine Blasey Ford. All of them were critical of Kavanaugh and praising Ford. All of them, all of them. It wasn't fifty yeah. fifty. It was all of them. And then. Joe Biden, Tara Reid, uh, uh, uh accuses him, among other women, by the way. New York Times has yet to, has, has run one story. The last time I checked, one story, and it was pro-Biden and anti-Tara Reid. right? So it's like, you know, the, the, okay, believe all women uh, unless, it's, unless it's, you know, unless it's not on our side. Yeah. So it's like, the, the, and the, the, this is the and then cultural elites, of course. And I've I've, I've talked about this before. Jesse Smollett, you know, yep. this guy he gets attacked in Chicago. Every single one, every single cultural elite with the blue check mark on Twitter is tweeting just for Jesse. You know, he's on every talk show talking about how he's the black Superman or two, whatever the hell he's talking. You know, just being like a martyr and a hero. And then guess what surprise surprise he made it all up and none of those cultural elites apologized none of them said oh god we got it wrong yeah we apologized for trying to foment racial anger because what they were trying to they what they were doing was saying i mean essentially calling for a race war they yep. were saying this is this is maga country yada yada, yada. they yep. did the same thing with the covington high school kid and yep. they got that wrong too and yep. none of them apologized and said oh wow uh, maybe we shouldn't have fl- inflamed something that was a lie. So, John, I mean, you you can say yeah, Trump divides us all you want. Yeah. You know what? Mainstream media, legacy media, and the cultural elites are ten times more more guilty of.
0: That. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's those are really good points. And. When when you go back, go back to the, the the your skepticism at least talking me down from a ledge of of seeing an mm-hmm. illusion The removal of the president, and then I think that would that would follow the collapse of the dollar, loss of the world reserve currency, and and certainly pe- pushes into certainly uh, civil war territory. Not necessarily fault like in the past, but in terms of the division. Mm-hmm. Okay, if not, we're already mm-hmm. that divided. Okay, so that's where I've seen. Again, your, your your reaction was, you said, well, they're getting desperate and getting delusional. Here's mm-hmm. my only thing, Sean. Because they, I mean, from my, my opinion, yes, they started out with some moderate ta- attacks on the president, right? Not moderate, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. some legitimate attacks. Then they got a little bit more radical. Then they got a little bit more radical. And then all of a sudden they've gone down this alley of actually looking at looters and violent uh, riots are necessary. And Jen, okay. the, the no.
1: Democrats literally bent the knee to, yeah. to violent protests. Like, I yes. think the average American is going to look at that and go, oh, my God, the Democrats are not leaders. They're, yep.
0: they're they're just going along with the mob. No, it's their Neville Chamberlain moment. It's their Neverland. Again, and this is also, this <laughs> is is also like, good, yeah. sorry, you're not going to fool me out there. I don't care. Call me whatever you want, whoever's out there who actually, you're not going to fool me. I know what's behind this movement. This movement, the purpose of this movement is to instill chaos and division. That is at its core. Not to quote unquote, rid our lives of systemic racism. Not to bring us together as a country. Sorry, all those people out there pushing this narrative, I know what you want. You want chaos, Mm. you want division. And ultimately, because what we know about life is that when there's more chaos, when there's more division, There becomes instability and government has a tendency of coming along and asking for more power to heal our country, to bring order to our chaos. And in the meantime, we lose our soul, which is our individual rights and our freedoms and liberties that pretty much make up the soul of this country. So I'm not fooled by that. But to get back to your point, Sean, about you're Mm -hmm. saying that they're getting more desperate and therefore so much more delusional and that they're being exposed. You know, here's my issue, though. You have companies like Amazon who are bending the knee. Yeah. They're putting on their website and they're making it very clear. They, they are they are making it sound like, yes, there is systemic racism in our police department. Yes, Chipotle believes that our police departments and our law enforcement have a systemic <laughs> racist problem inside of the oh, institution. You, you get what I'm saying? You have Twitter coming yep. out and the way that they... They certainly go after, let's say, Trump and Trump supporters much differently than, quote unquote, progressives and progressive supporters. So mm-hmm. here's my, my point is, and then along the fact that you have, as we know, very good friends of ours, family members, uh, baby boomer uh, uh, Americans who we have contact with, who really gave their lives to us, sacrificed so much I owe my entire life to them and what they do and and, and, and their yeah. their kindness and their generosity mm-hmm. and their wealth mm-hmm. and their smart and savviness. Like just remarkable Americans not seeing what's going on in terms of the movement behind this message. And mm-hmm. that's why to, to bring up your point and I want you to respond is I, I if they were getting desperate and they were getting delusional, you wouldn't have corporations along with traditional – classical baby boomer liberals still going along with the narrative that at all, co- at all costs Trump must be removed because I don't think none of this is going to stop until he's out of office I think that's the end game it's not about black lives it's not about white lives it's not about poor it's not about the rich this is about mm. Donald Trump and until he's gone from office chaos after chaos after chaos will
1: continue to take place. Yeah I mean that that that's a good point and it's isn't it interesting how you see that the large corporations are the ones who are vying for lots of government control isn't that mm, interesting that is yeah so we, good we, point we we we're, we're being told we always get told i always get told by, by progressive leftists that oh yeah you know we have to we have to we need big government programs and high taxes so that we can you know stay, so that we can take away the power from the corporate elites and i'm saying to yourself you got it reversed you got it absolutely reversed corporations thrive under big government controls big lot progressive taxes for example uh big big unions um uh, lots of regulations minimum wage laws big corporations they thrive do you know why because all the little fish, all the small businesses all the all the entrepreneurs they get crushed absolutely crushed and Amazon and McDonald's and and you know all these and Facebook and YouTube Google they can they can write it out they can write it out and and when the uh, when the market share is completely been obliterated in terms of in terms of their uh, their their, their, uh, their, competition they just come in and, and take over and do you know what do you know why amazon and they are so in favor of the lockdown of the economy mm. because it killed once all those small businesses are gone and then everyone's out of work then amazon can say oh Come work for us. Yeah. Come work for Amazon. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Well, I guess there's no other choice but to work for Amazon." Do you, do you know why? Because because liberals were the ones supporting the lockdown. And guess what? Now all the small businesses are gone. Main Street is shuttered. Something the liberals were, were talking about when they were ranting against Walmart. They say, "You know, we it's it's killing our it's killing our Main Street." Blah 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 blah. It's like, well, yeah, okay. So support Main Street. Yeah. The reason why those big corporations are doing so well is because you're demanding for higher taxes or oh, one higher taxes, or more government well guess what happens when you demand for higher taxes all those entrepreneurs who revenue and profit are not really far apart from each other there's, yeah. a, there's a pretty thin margin and a lot of times a lot of businesses when they start the first few years they're in the red and yeah. so uh, of course if you're going to have lots of big government controls Big corporations are gonna seize are seize upon that opportunity and ride the economic storm out. And then when all the small entrepreneurs are gone, then big corporations take over. And then all these liberal democrats going around going, What what happened to all our small businesses? And it's like, Well, this is what you wrought upon yourselves. Yeah. And I think that so, takes you us. Know, that, that
0: takes us no, that takes us full circle. And that, that kind of goes to what we started with in the very beginning, which was being upset that liberal no longer means liberal, that mm-hmm. conservative no longer means conservative. I think one of the things that we looked at was with when, when you thought of liberalism, to wrap this up, I think when you brought up the idea of corporations, I always felt like they were going to be the ones that were going to hold corporations responsible for the amount of... Mm-hmm. Uh, for the amount of inequality that happened between the ranks of the of the people who right. hit at the top like there was just this accountability to the inequality disparity and this is kind of what you counted on you counted on liberals to be very very aware and cautious of what was going on and now you don't see that and then I think on mm-hmm. the conservative side my frustration is that I always thought about conservatives as conserving specifically financially. And then what kind of hurt me was man like here's a group that says it's all about being fiscally disciplined, and all of a sudden you have a situation spend, spend, spend. in which they spend, spend, spend. So you have these two yeah. parts of America, or these two ideologies, in which I think the the two core principles they had they've completely they've completely lost sight of, and as a result yeah. I think we see some of the big problems that we see today. I'll let you finish
1: uh yeah john and that's good I, I i'm gonna need to wrap up here but that's um yeah i, I think americans are looking at a very teachable moment here and i, I and i'm going to reiterate what i said before go out to independent news sources to get to figure out what's going on because you're not going to get the full story from corporate news media from mainstream media you're not going to get it from following uh uh blue check mark Twitter elitists, essentially, right? You're 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 going to have to go out and you're going to have to figure. And I would encourage everyone: go do the political spectrum test. Go onto that website. You'll see. You maybe you'll be surprised. You go, oh god, wow! I, I was, I was really more conservative than I thought, or oh wow, I was really more liberal or more libertarian, more you know, whatever. I was really this. I was really that. I thought I was this. And I think it's going to open people's eyes, and I think people need to really, really pay attention clearly to how like their incentives towards tribalism because as you said before you know uh uh politically trump is v- uh, very much of a moderate right Correct. and if you want to if you care more about facts than feelings which is something i think americans are starting to wake up to and realizing oh god feelings aren't they're nothing they're just in my head right like i can my feelings can change about things facts and numbers and statistics don't actually change right I think, and hopefully, I, I don't know. I'm 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 saying that with scare quotes. Hopefully, that people will start to wake up to that and realize, oh God, you know, May, the May job numbers look really good. The economy is starting to get back on track. Uh, who? I wonder who's responsible for that. Well, I don't know. I mean, could it be all the all the Democratic governors who want to continue the lockdown, or could it be like Trump and the and the and the Republican governors who are opening up their states? I mean. And and you got to realize what what is liberal, what is conservative, what is authoritarian, what is libertarian, what yeah. do, what does all that mean yeah. in today's world? Yeah. Who's looking out for me? I, I thought that I was, you know, I thought that my political party was looking out for me. And then you're going to see people who were hardcore Second anti Second Amendment d- Democrats for their whole lives going, oh, anti gun, anti gun. Suddenly, riots spill, are in their city, tearing down their their businesses, threatening to come into the suburbs. The the police has to. like In Philly, the police department had to shut down the bridges going into the suburbs to prevent rioters from going and violently looting in the suburbs. And you have all these lifelong Democrats going and emptying gun stores and yeah. saying, I, "I gotta, I gotta get, I, I gotta get a, 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 a weapon," because it's like, "Geez, what, you know, the the cops are they're, they're too busy." And like, if someone just comes into my house and throws a Molotov cocktail, like, what the hell am I gonna do? So yeah. you're going to see – I think you're going to see a lot of, of uh, sh- shaken attitudes about this. And I guess I'll leave it at that because i got to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was great talking to you, Sean. And uh, we'll be back next week for the Weekly Take. This is uh, On Young News Podcast. Again, Sean, great talking to you. And I look forward to uh, chatting up next week.
1: Likewise, brother. All Likewise. Right, take care. Thanks, Mike.